0: Welcome to The Future Starts With You, where we explore career readiness initiatives with the people doing the real work in the field, from the classroom to administrators, industry and beyond. I'm Jewel Alderson and our work at the San Diego County Office of Education is focused on ensuring all students have a future without boundaries. We're excited to have you with us today because like the title says, the future starts with you. Today, I am here with Jamie Davenport from Grosmont Union High School District. Her role is to support career readiness initiatives throughout all of their school. She also does some other work supporting the connection between our local high schools and community colleges. But today we're gonna focus in on project-based learning. Uh, and so I'm very excited because Jamie has been a close partner with me in some project-based learning work over the last few years. So welcome Jamie.
1: Thank you,
0: happy to be here. Well, uh, we are excited to have you, uh, but let's start and let our audience know a little bit about your background um, in the industry
1: and education and what brought you to the work you're doing today. Um, well, yeah, so I mean, like I think a lot of people, my um, route to this point has been very, very circuitous and winding, and so um, I started when I graduated from college really not having any clue about what I wanted to do. Um, I was a poli sci major and I loved poli sci, but I had no clue what to do with it. So um, I started working in law firms um, as a paralegal uh, and legal secretary. And I got my certification, my paralegal certification, and um, did that for a few years. And then um, made the decision that, well, I guess I'll take the next step and go to law school. So I went to law school at USD and I, I graduated from USD School of Law in 2006. Um, and it was while I was in law school that I sort of, it finally dawned on me that I don't think I want to be a lawyer. Um, I think what I really enjoy is school. Um, and I uh, and made the decision at that point that I, I figured I would go into education. So um, I finished law school though, cause I'm, you know, I can't be a, no quitter. And um, then decided after that, I, I went to SGSU and um, got my teaching credential. Uh, and so I'm credentialed in English and social studies and CTE public services. Um, And so I worked for my first five years at Point Loma High School as an English and Social Studies teacher, and I was running a mock trial uh, club there, and then I... um, I didn't know about CTE at all until um, until a few years in. And then it was like, oh, well, I could teach law. And as a this is a thing, like you can get a credential in this. And so um, San Diego Unified helped me get my CTE credential in public services. And I took over as the program director for the Crawford Academy, um, Crawford Law Academy. And I um, which was a California Partnership Academy. So we were doing um our CTE pathway was law, and then we were integrating several core subjects into the law pathway and doing a lot of project-based learning that was, you know, integrated again with other core subjects. Um, and I did that for five years, and it was awesome, and I, and I loved it. Um, I really enjoyed my time there, and I learned a lot. And then from there, I just, you know, kind of taking the next step, I, I um, ended up applying for this uh, curriculum Specialist position um, for CTE in the Grossmont Unified or Grossmont Union High School District, um, and so I came over here, and I've been here for I'm starting my fifth year in that position and um, helping to support CTE and as part of that project-based learning um, in the Grossmont district. Thank you. Um, I'm going to uh, take you a
0: little bit off script here, hopefully. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> So when you were in the classroom, what Mm -hmm. are some of the projects that you most enjoyed uh, or had the biggest impact on student
1: learning? Um, Well, the one I remember the most from my time um, at Crawford um, in the Law Academy was um, a project we did where we were, it was, what year was this? I guess this would have been around twenty. 2013, 2014, sometime around there, where um, in the news, there was a lot of uh, news at that point about the disproportionate suspension and expulsion rates. And so we posed the question to our law students, um, you know, what can the district do to to lower these suspension rates? And so um, we had students kind of investigate different, you know, what was causing this. And we looked at the school-to-prison pipeline and... We started looking into the idea of restorative practices, and the tie-in with law is, you know, a lot of law. You know, you're you're trying to settle things, and you're looking at alternative dispute resolution, and so that was sort of the tie-in. So we had our students kind of do this big um, exploratory research and investigation, and and then they made a proposal to um, to the school board that that they should eventually. They landed on the idea of restorative practices, and that the school district should adopt. Um, or endorse, adopt, you know, restorative practices as an option for students instead of just suspending them. Um, and so they presented this research. They presented it to the board, and the board actually adopted it. And now the board, uh, Unified, has this uh, whole restorative um, practices, like division, and schools have been getting trained in it, and it's had actually a really big impact. And I know that for the students, it was incredibly impactful, and it's something that they, um, I hear from alumni that they, you know, remember. To this day, doing that, it had a, a, a big um, impact on them. I think it was just the it was the agency and the like. We're doing something that's making a difference in like real life um, to all of our fellow students. So yeah, that was the uh, that was my that's my that was my favorite one uh,
0: that we did. I think that is an incredible experience, both for you and for your students, uh, and it's part of what. Led you probably to really want to spread the good news of project based learning and go into a position where you get to support project based learning across the district. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, what are some of the qualities of project based learning that do make it so powerful when it comes to student learning?
1: Well, it's the authenticity of it that I think is the most, you know, the students getting to take on a real world challenge. um, hands-on doing something, and, and then when you can tie in um, that sort of um, community impact and have them actually solve some sort of real world, prob- real world problem that has an impact in the, in the community that they live in, I mean, that's just incredibly powerful. It's like, um, you know, I don't know, I love that quote by Steve Jobs of, about making a dent in the universe, and so it's I feel like uh, you know, kids get a shot at that sometimes with project-based learning if it's, you know, the right project, which is really cool. So now that
0: you're at the district level, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the things that you are able to do in order to support project-based learning at the schools in your district?
1: Well, um, all of our teachers um, in CTE are allotted curriculum writing time, so I can work one-on-one with teachers to help them develop new project-based learning units, um, and I also I've been doing some workshops um, based on some of the stuff that you and I developed, um, our Power Up Your PBL, um, the Future Ready Framework, and we've, I've been doing some workshops using that um, around the district, and um, we also help a lot with um, helping teachers set up those industry connections that Help make project-based learning so powerful too. Um, those um, adding in that real-world element. So um, we have a work-based learning coordinator in our district who can help um, set up some of those connections and help teachers, um, you know, get have those experiences outside the classroom. Perfect. Uh, when it comes to
0: project-based learning, it does shift what you need in order to mm-hmm. make learning happen. Uh, and so it does cost money. It does. I am curious it does. how the district supports uh, programs who want to do project-based learning um, financially. How is the district able to uh, capture those funds, disseminate those funds, and what kinds of things do you tend to spend your money on?
1: Well, it's much easier, for, easier in that respect for CTE teachers because we do have that grant funding that can help support things like industry tours and um, equipment and um, things like that. Um, so that's generally most of our funding comes from those grant sources. Um, that and then um, in addition to you know just we always fund um, a certain amount of like curriculum writing to give teachers that extra time. And our district is really great too about providing um, professional learning opportunities. So giving teachers paying teachers to attend some of our workshops um, like the PBL workshops that we've done and. Um, and paying for a curriculum right time, as I said. What about supplies and
0: equipment? I know, um, you know, when I was a chemistry teacher, mm-hmm. I was, you know, even buying the vinegar down at the grocery store because my budget was, I just really allocated that to things I could buy from the chemical company. Um, how are you able to offset the costs of materials in CTE?
1: When again, our grant funding helps with that, so we use uh, you know a lot of that, and we also get um, donations um, from time to time from different industry partners who maybe donate a piece of equipment or um, donate you know a certain you know use you know things that they're not using anymore, stuff like that. Um, for example, I think Vinny who we've um, Vinny Facilila, our new auto teacher, just got. $30,000 donation into his program. And so sometimes that happens as well, but most of it is through our grant funding. Um, and then, um, you know, non-CTE teachers, um, they, you know, sometimes their site can will, will be willing if they have a great proposal, a great idea, um, to support that um, to some degree. And then there's lots of, you know, there is lots of little funding grant opportunities out there that teachers can go to um, to get additional funding for some of their projects.
0: What Funding sources, are you using for CTE? Could you just share the
1: actual grants that you are oh, using? Oh, yes, of course. Um, so, I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Um, so, we, um, our primary sources of funding are um, the CTE Incentive Grant and the K-12 Strong Workforce Program Grant, um, both of which have just come out for new rounds very recently. Um, so both of those are our two big sources of, of funding for for us, and then um, we've applied to some other smaller grants um, uh, along the way. But those are our main two sources, and then of course also Perkins. But we actually get, I think those, I think Perkins, we get less money than from CTIG and um, K twelve. Um, but. Um, and those programs specifically are looking towards, you know, what are you doing with industry and trying to support industry connections and work-based learning and hands-on activities. So all of the stuff, anything you want to do with project-based learning falls squarely under those grants. That you, so great. Uh, in some
0: places, um, they have big exhibition nights mm-hmm. with the whole district, and some the district has mm-hmm. individual um by school or by program mm-hmm. can you tell me what exhibition looks like uh for project-based learning in uh GUHSD
1: um yeah well so um recently we have started doing a film festival for our AME um film programs um and so that I think we're actually going into its fourth or fifth year I think the fifth year so they've been doing that now for you know A little while and that was initiated by the teachers they wanted to to, as a way to exhibit their students work Um, that's been really fun Um, and then um, I think other than that that's sort of the big one that's sort of Um, district-wide teachers do more um, just sort of site-based exhibitions or things you know from their own classroom but I've been to a number of um, you know where they're um, showing off their work or I've been asked to sit on a panel to like evaluate a presentation or um in Nicole Thren's um English for business class I serve as a judge in her Mott trial um co- competition it's not competition her Mott trial project which is really fun well I will have to say one of my favorite exhibitions I've ever attended
0: is actually in the Grossmont district uh, one of your schools makes a haunted house or they used to it was like a welding program yes, our, our English uh-huh, and social Yes, science. our welding program and they, did like, that. they like put me on a cart yeah. on a classroom chair. <laughs> they would welded together. They yeah. crossed my fingers and held my breath as they about pushed me th- through yes. this uh,
1: this building. Yeah, that was really cool. They did that for a few years. I think it got interrupted by the pandemic and um, like so many things. And I'm not sure if they've done that since. But yeah, that is something that they do. They weld together a haunted house or so they design it and weld it together and then i yeah another example i was on a um a a panel evaluating like um our uh at grossmont high school our engineering and child development class pathways actually worked together and they designed a um toy that would be age appropriate for different age groups of children and then the uh, engineering class actually manufactured the toy and produced it and they had to you know so they had to draw like the specs and the dimensions and everything and using their computer program um, that they use. And so, and then they actually would print out um, parts of the thing and put it together and you'd actually have the toy there, like a prototype of the toy. And so then they would do a little presentation about the toy and a little pitch. So that was really fun. I did that too. Um, Yeah. So our pathways definitely are, you know, doing a lot, doing, are exhibiting their work um, in various ways around the district and it's, yeah, it's always really fun to see. All right, so what is some of your advice
0: to teachers who would be interested in incorporating project-based learning?
1: Um, I would say, I mean, it's just something you have to do. You just have to, to dive in. I mean, there are, is, there are a lot of resources out there, one of which is, is ours that we recently developed, um, but, you know, you just have to get in there and start getting your hands dirty, and um, For me, it always starts with a question, a driving question, and then from there asking yourself, okay, now what am I gonna have students produce or build? And then obviously bringing in your standards. Um, But really, then just getting in there and giving, you know, backing up and letting the kids, um, you know, sort of get their hands dirty. They're not always gonna know the answers, they're gonna have to, you know, it's okay, be comfortable with ambiguity. Um, and with you know, not always knowing, and, and you may not always know what they're gonna produce in the end, and um, that's okay, and just sort of, um, I don't know, it's trial and error, but you have to you know, start somewhere, so just get in there and do it. Are there any last things that you think that folks should know
0: about project-based learning, about uh, what Grossmont is doing in project-based learning, or your own just inspiration around the concept of PBL?
1: I guess I would just yeah close in saying do it get in there um, don't be afraid you have to be comfortable with letting go um, but if you do do it it can be so powerful and so impactful for your students um, you, you know you owe it to to yourself and to them to give it a shot and even if it doesn't go perfectly um, you know revise and try again, iterate, right? I mean, it's always, it's it's a really powerful way for students to learn um, for so many reasons. They get their hands on, they can solve problems, they can have an impact, um, and it's just, it's it's the thing that they will remember. They may not, they're not going to remember your lecture, they're not going to remember that worksheet, but they'll remember, they'll remember that. They'll remember, you know, having that impact talking in front of the school board or having their film shown at the film fest. Like, that's, that's the thing that they'll remember. So, so to just do it. All right. Well, thank you so much for
0: having me for participating in this and ultimately for the work that you are doing to support teachers in uh, creating project-based learning experiences that impact their students. Thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us
0: for another episode. If you have questions about this episode, career readiness in general, or would be interested in being a guest on the podcast, check out the show notes. We would love to hear from you. The work you are doing makes a real impact. So keep up the good work until next time, because as you know, the future starts with you.